Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello once again and welcome back to another episode of Father and Sundays, the unexplainable guide to absolutely nothing. This week it's episode 117, that's 117. 117? Yes, and we are talking about biomes today. And particularly particularly deserts. Excellent. So stick around if you want any more. Hello Dad, how are you doing? Um, yes, I'm not doing too bad. Thank you very much. How are you then, Connor? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks, David. Yeah. Yes, David. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just making Some, sure we've said our names. Everything. So we've connected both of them. So yes. we basically introduced ourselves. Nice hair, by the way. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, no, sorry. Nice <laughs> hair as well, Connor. I was going to say, it's very rude of you not to return yes, the no, compliment. Yes, no, we've had our hair cut today. We always like to uh, talk about that when we've had it done. Uh, thanks to our personal hairdresser, Di who's done another great job of trying to make mine look like a haircut you know, and actually she, styling yours. She does other people's hair as well, not just ours. No, I don't believe she, that that's the case, actually. I think she's... Uh, that, she often talks about other clients. Does she? I think she makes it up. Oh, right. I think there are our only ones, her only ones, even. Um, so what have you been doing? Anything exciting? Don't think so. Really? I thought you'd have loads of things going on in your life at the moment. No, you're making me think that there should be something I'm saying. Yeah, there isn't particularly. I mean, mainly uh, most of my time outside of doing podcast things and working is looking at wedding photos. Um, because There's we a lot of them, to, isn't there? There is a lot of them. And yeah. we, we went through, I don't know if we mentioned we went through an epic... Um, yeah, about two and a half hours. Yeah, it? it was like, sort of almost like Lord of the Rings trilogy side of things. And now we're getting uh, highlighted uh, photos. So It's the same photos. It's the same photos, but specific ones that but are coming a, out. It's for the same ones. Yeah, but not all of them. We yeah, looked they're at doing every them single photo. Yeah, the, yeah, no, we looked at every single highlight photo. I thought we looked at every single photo. No, we looked at every single highlight photo. And they are releasing every single highlight photo. But they're doing it in batches. Yeah. But I think that's it now, isn't it? Because the last batch was the evening, which Party, I didn't yeah. appear in any of them, which was a little it's bit upsetting. because you weren't partying enough. I was partying a bit. I was I was on the periphery. I wasn't necessarily in amongst the, in the sort of mosh pit that was the centre of the dance floor. Which I, you've, you did you did quite well, didn't you? You were yeah, there and thereabouts most of the all evening. Night. Um I need to speak to Becky about that, actually, because I would quite like the full res pictures, like some of those pictures. However, um, I don't know about you, but I've been going through and saving pretty much every photo that was me in it. Have you really? (laughs) Have you really? I do that with running ones where they come through, but I don't know that I've done them. I've changed. Oh, actually, that was quite funny. I've, I've changed my profile to I don't know if I've mentioned this already but to we had some funny photos taken as well because me and Becky were always mucking about saying we're going to do faces when in some of these photos and we kept before the wedding kept saying what about this what about that and when it actually came to it we did do a, do a couple of faces unspoken on him. huh unspoken wasn't it you just both <coughs> said now look at each other didn't they say now look at each other and you looked at each other and you both pulled a face yeah and then we were putting these faces which and they went great great can you do that yeah right so they took that photo and I thought that was really funny so I changed I had a photo of me and Becky which was quite nice and I changed it to the one where we were both putting a face and then I realised when I sent a sort of uh, a message to someone cri- criticising the way they did something you know it was something to do with uh, 
you know one of these event things and it didn't go quite to plan so i i sent something through to them and i thought it was constructed it was short and sharp but constructed properly and then i realized that automatically the person who reading it will probably look at the profile picture and the profile picture doesn't look that serious so it kind of undermined my but at the same time point. Does it undermine it or does it back up the point going, look, I'm not normally the serious, but now I'm making normally the serious Normally I'm always mucking about, but now you've upset me. Yes, I guess that could be a case, yeah. That could be it. No, I'll do that more often then. I'll make sure all my profile pictures are, are the similar sort of... Uh, I thought you always made sure you had silly profile pictures. Well, I, I, I used to... Because you're in them. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but I always used to, through life, I always used to, people take a photo and I'd muck about because I, I guess that if a photo come back and I looked a bit daft in it, if I was doing it deliberately, then that's fine. If I try to look good and I looked a bit daft, then that's not so good, is it? So I did, did that quite a lot when I was younger. Yeah, is that why I'd never see many pictures of you as a child? No, you don't see any. I, I was born about 14 or 15 years old. Right, anyway, <laughs> we were talking about, and you sure, said you think, uh, bi- bi- biomes? Biomes. Now, I keep calling them biomemes, don't I? Yeah. Why do I do that? I don't know, because you weird. Oh, I've actually thought of something I meant to mention. I will, sorry, I'm just going to backtrack slightly. I looked up about the uh, wing walking. We did adrenaline as our last one, didn't yeah. we? I looked at, and you were right, you do go in the middle rather than what I thought, which was that you go on one wing and you have to get someone of equal uh, weight yeah, that'd just or be silly. a number of people on the other wing. No, I did, I actually thought that's how you did it. Um, but you were right. So I'd just yeah. like to say, yes, well done. Thanks for that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Biomes. We, we yeah, I don't know why you pronounce it. Biomes. Yeah, I don't know. Still, it's spelled B-I-O-M-E-S. Biomes. Anyway. No, but... but yeah, I know. There's other I know. words that you don't do the... Okay. No, but, but we're talking specifically about um, deserts. Now, there was a little yeah, bit... Have you confu- actually looked up what biomes means, by the way? Uh, I think so, at one point, yeah. yeah. Um, but... So, so it's, it's based on... It's basically areas or locations classified based on the kind of species that live in that location. And that normally is influenced by things like temperature and... Yeah. And things like that. Yeah. Things like that. <laughs> Just and things like temperature. Temperature, soil, light, water, that kind of thing. But And we've kind of touched on these subjects before a little bit because to a certain extent, the ocean is a, uh, is a, ocean is a biome, the river is a biome. Yeah. But, but we're going to do sort of... We're going to pick out sort of, I guess... Uh, so we're talking about deserts today, but we're talking about rainforests and another episode. And we'll we'll do we'll go around some sort of terrains as such, you know. As we go tundra, I think is another one we're gonna we're thinking of looking at as well. Yeah, that's actually the next one of this lot. That oh we've right, got okay, anyway. yeah, I, I couldn't remember that anyway. So little it's bit, right. of, it's got little bit of confusion about it. I've originally done an awful lot of um, stuff around uh, desserts. Yep. Yes, um, because it's really, really confusing. Well, no, I'll I'll give you... I'm going to go back to that, but we're going to talk about deserts. Now, the definition of a desert is a waterless and desolate area of land with little or no vegetation, typically one covered with sand. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you can get deserts that aren't sand. No, I know that. And that's when I go through some of the bits here about deserts around the world, there are some that are that sit outside of that. Um, just for balance, definition of a desert, or sorry, a dessert, is See, a sweet course. This is where course. the confusion's coming in. Yeah, because there's just an extra S in there. A sweet course, typically eaten at the end of a meal. right? And the other thing that's confusing about it is you can use a dessert in different ways as well. So, like, you can desert from the armed forces. Um as in to leave. To leave. Corporal Harding's done a bunk. He's deserted. Um, and you can have... Your luck can desert you. Like So you bet on some football today and then one of the teams scored right at the end and ruined it for you. Wasn't that like a team that hasn't... That's their first point of the season as well, wasn't it? It was as well. You're doing really well. Their first point <laughs> of the fact, season. They haven't, they haven't won a single game 
And or you, drawn a single game, and yet the one time I bet on them to lose it, they, they draw. Get a, yeah, get a point. But there unbelievable, you go. Jeff. So gambling, you, just, you shouldn't do it. You, you shouldn't gamble. Don't do it, kids. Just say no. Um, deserts around the world. You've just touched on this. Now there are twenty-three deserts around the world, as opposed to deserts, which I think there's probably thousands of deserts around. Yeah, the world, there's yeah. quite a lot of deserts. Um, so, what's your favourite? Uh, my favourite dessert. I like a meringue. No, d- desert. Oh, my favourite desert. Yeah. I'd See, this is a thing as well, right? Can I ask a question here? No. I'm going to ask it anyway. Oh, okay. I've got a list of dessert. Oh, for God's sake. I've got a list. Of, <laughs> I've got a list. I've got a list. I've got a, a list of deserts around the world. And they're all very, very big. Right, <laughs> that's a technical term there, right? Um, but I'm sure "big"s allowed to be used. It's fine. What? I this confuses me. It's a bit. I I think with a a hill, a hill becomes a mountain at a certain height, I believe, right? But when does a desert become a desert? How? I mean, you could have a dry patch in the bottom of your garden, right, where nothing grows, right? So that's uh, what was the thing? So that's a waterless and desolate area of land. So maybe no water gets there and it's dry, you know, so it's really dry. But that's not, not a desert, is it? So at what point does a desert become a desert? At what point does a wood become a forest? Right, okay. So These are you, the questions I need answered To today, a certain Connor. extent, if you did have a tiny little pit, patch of land in your garden yeah, that didn't get any water or whatever and, and any life ever... yeah. Then yeah, I guess that could be classed as a, a dessert, um, a desert. But that's not going to happen, is it? Well, why wouldn't it happen? You could have a bit in the garden here that didn't grow because they're just it, it's it's dead. Like the the soil is not a decent soil. The there's no life there. There's um, right. Okay, so this is where this is where the situation comes in. So you're saying a very small area yeah. having no life. That's not really. Likely, is it? Well, why isn't because it Because neighbouring life is going to push into that area. But, Even but that, if you've got a really bad bit of soil, you're probably still going to get plants either side and then you're going to get animals crossing. But if you're talking about a patch animals of... Animals crossing. Like, yeah. yeah. If you're the, getting a patch of land that's like the size of an A4 piece of paper, I don't think... All the animals are just going to go around it. They they they'll pass through it because they won't see yeah, a problem. I get I get what you're saying, right? I get what you're saying, but there's got to be a point where a stretch of uh, uh, desolate land, uh, waterless and desolate area, at what point does that become a desert? Uh, yeah, what, no, how many absolutely. miles is it before it becomes a desert? Or is it just a bit of There's wasteland? A, there'll be a first? transition process, won't there? Uh, what well, when it gets uh, someone will come in, look at it, and designate it a desert? No, like as in you go. Well, yeah, you, that could happen, but you get like a transition. So if you've got a lush area, it's not just instantly cut off to desert, is it? Sorry, what? What do you mean? If you've got like a lush area yeah. of greenery, yeah. it's not just going to cut off and become a desert. It's going to gradually change. So you might get an area that is, I don't know regarded as forest yeah yeah and then you get another bit where it's starting to edge towards desert where there's less trees hits plains maybe it hits a savannah before it gets to desert do you know what i mean right yeah i I get what you're saying i get what you're saying um yeah i get what you're saying (laughs) i really there's there's no cut off yeah like like, sorry there's no like solid line but i'm just about to tell you 23 deserts yeah. And their size. So, I mean... Are you arguing that any of these are deserts? No, I'm not arguing that they're not deserts. Okay, so you could find that these deserts change in size and oh, shape they do. over time. They do change in size. Yeah. Well, there you go then. Yeah. So you <laughs> <can't remember. laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. All right, I know we're not talking about woods, but, like, you could get that. When does a wood become a forest? How many trees does it take to be a forest? We're not. This isn't a forest episode. I don't I know. know the it's not the forest episode, but I'm because saying it, when you classify something as a forest or a desert or a ocean as opposed to a sea, yeah. See, I went there. I I, I just wonder. I just wonder. Anyway, look, 
You know you could have Googled it. I will Google it, but I think I did look and it didn't really tell me much. So there's 23... So this is still one of the big questions that you're going to have to speak think, to I think it's good David that we Attenborough ask... About. Yeah, I think it's good that we ask the big questions that everybody's wondering. And that is one of the ones. 23 Deserts, number one, and here we go then. Is this ranked? Is this an order of ranked? This is everybody's... They've done a poll... Yep. Uh, no, this is how big they are, right? So the Antarctic are you desert. Starting at so the biggest. Right away, yes. So I'm starting at the biggest. Interesting way round to do it, but okay. I can start at the littlest of the twelve if you'd rather. But I've just told you what number one is, so it's <laughs> kind of ruined it. Really. No, start what twelve? I thought there's twenty-three. No, there's twenty-three. There's twenty-three deserts, but I've only got twelve of them. Okay, Top so yeah, 12. you might as well start with the biggest because you're never going to get to the smallest, are you? No. <laughs> so the t- top one is the Antarctic Desert. Yeah. So straight away, this is not a sandy desert. No. I don't know if you know this. It's desolate though, isn't it? It's desolate. So it's a desert in respect of that, but it's actually um, ice and yep. snow. So it's a polar desert. Yep. 5,482,650 square miles of it. Now, I just want What's you, that in metres? No, I don't know. What's that in kilometres? But I, I want you to let that sink in because that's quite a substantial area, isn't it? So the second biggest, again, is the Arctic Desert. So again, a polar desert. That's through North, um, North America, Asia and Europe. That spreads across. Mm-hmm. That's uh, 5,300,000. And you're bored already with this. Look. Um, I'm not listening to but numbers. But then we I'll get to what I think. Of, yeah, I know you don't listen to the numbers, and I do realise that. And then you get to the ones like the Sahara Desert in Africa. So then that's subtropical or hot. So you've got different types depending on, you know, where they are in the world anyway. But they are still deserts. Because as we said right at the beginning, typically one covered with sand, but not necessarily. What are you laughing at? <laughs> All right, then you've got <laughs> the, the Great Australian Desert, which strangely spreads across Austria. Uh, not that, that would be strange. <laughs> no, it spreads across uh, Australia? Australia and New Zealand. And that's You're even connected by land. I know, subtropical <laughs> and hot. Um, that's just over one million square metres. The Arabian Desert in Western Asia, Middle East, subtropical, hot. That's 899,000. Gobi Desert, which is China and Mongolia. And that's cold. That's 500,000. That's half, <laughs> half a million square metres. Wow. Uh, this seemed interesting when I started looking. <laughs> it's really interesting. <laughs> Gobi Desert, right? <laughs> but that's cold desert. Yeah. So it's got sand, but it's cold. <laughs> okay. Then you've got the Kalahari Desert. Now, I studied this at school. <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, <laughs> South, uh, South Africa I do feel more tired <laughs> I'm starting to really feel tired as well Namibia and Botswana that's subtropical it's not hot it's just subtropical <laughs> then you've got the Patagonian desert in Argentina that's cold <laughs> who'd, have it? who'd have thought it would be cold no, then you've got the cool. Syrian desert which uh, where's that <laughs> That spreads across Iraq, or Iraq as some people call it, <laughs> Syria, Jordan's, and Saudi Arabia, and that's subtropical as well. But we're down to 193,000 square metres now, Connor. I can hear you go faster just to get through it. I know. <laughs> then you've got uh, the Chihuahuan Desert uh, that's <laughs> in Mexico and the USA, and that's subtropical, <laughs> and that's 193 square metres. <laughs> no, not 193, it's 193,000. So... That's exactly the same small. size as the Syrian desert, which makes me think I might have cut and pasted that. <laughs> and, uh, and it may not be exactly the same. It could be that it's what give a give a like bit bit more. It's approximate anyway. None of these yeah. are a- absolutely accurate. You've not gone out with a tape measure, have you? Then you've got the Great Basin Desert in the US, which is cold again. Um then you've got the <laughs> the Karakum Desert in Turkmenistan, which sounds like I've made it up. <laughs> All of that, <laughs> and there, and that's hot. 
But, but that's 135,000 square metres, Connor. Thank you very much. Was that, was that it? That's it. Oh, thank you. You can do 23. <laughs> To and fro from work, five days this week. What on earth do you think I spied? Let's take a little peek. A man wearing three pairs of glasses. A scarecrow dressed as Britney Spears. A kitten on a train. A bird flying into a lamppost. Driving to and fro from work, five days this week. That was some of the things I spied See you in a few weeks <laughs> Right, well I appreciate that that was a bit of a This is a bit of a dry subject <laughs> <laughs> But that was, um, <clears throat> Did you find that interesting? You seem like you No, no, no it was terrible wasn't it? It's probably one of the worst the, things I've ever done In the nicest possible way it was rather boring. It was, wasn't it? You just kept telling me if they're hot or cold, and I didn't know. But that's what, a really important to thing to know what to wear if you're there, because like, really, you know, you. I'm now loved so much, though. I now need to cough. So my apologies. All right. So, I think one of the there, there's a difference in the day and night in deserts as well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Because not only does it get Do dark, have, what in deserts they get dark. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> Um, Does it get light again as well? Yeah, in the morning. Oh, wow. Because the air is so dry, the heat escapes rapidly at night. And how does the ice cream not just melt in the day? Uh, It does. For instance, daytime temperatures in deserts, just generally, average about 38 degrees centigrade, while in some deserts it can drop as low as minus (coughs) 4 degrees centigrade at night. Imagine that. You've dressed... <laughs> but you've just told me all these, some of these deserts are hot, some of them are cold. Yeah, I'm just telling you about the hot ones. Now the hot like, ones, you're telling me they never get cold. Well, they get cold in the evenings. In the, uh, you know, so... So I feel you might have to do your list jacket. again and just clarify which ones get cold at night. Yeah, maybe another time. <laughs> right, but you would think, I bet you think, no one lives in deserts, don't you? Do you want me to say yes? Yeah. Yes. They do, Connor, Oh, they do. no way. Tribes that live in the desert are often nomadic. And you know what nomadic means? They don't stay in one place for long, right? So they keep moving to find resources, basically. Yep. So they quite often would have, like, uh, livestock with them. So they would herd cattle or other animals that are adapted to desert life. Um, Yeah. And I presume... I guess they live off those animals as well. So I presume they uh, eat them. Not all of them, but eat some of them. And I. Maybe milk them? I imagine they milk them for substance as well. So. Would you like to live in a desert? I don't know if I would like to live in a desert because um, I find that being on the beach sometimes is quite difficult. You say, I hate sand. Uh, yeah, well, no. It's it, coarse and it gets <coughs> everywhere. It gets everywhere. No, but the thing is, is that it's very hot or cold. We d- we've established it can be different things. But if you think of a classic desert, a desert would be hot during the day and quite unbearable, I'd imagine, as well. Quite difficult to walk around. Just generally inhospitable. So you'd think, no, would I really want to? But there are benefits of... Living in a desert. Well, let's. You also saying about living in deserts, yeah. Yeah. So let's just touch on the the Nebraska desert, for example. Right. Okay. I don't know that I had that in my list. Was that yeah. number thirteen? Isn't Las Vegas in Nebraska? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, it's in Nebraska. Oh, desert. so like the desert. So yeah. we we've got like civilizations, big civilizations, uh, that already live in deserts. Yeah. Yeah. All oh, right. No, so I didn't realise that was small, You're talking about the smaller civilizations. I'm talking about. Uh, well, no, not necessarily. But within deserts, there are sort of areas that people. Uh, it's like in Florida, people live <coughs> in swamps. They do. People adapt and and whatever. But why would you live in a be- desert? So I've got some benefits of living Love in gambling. deserts. Yeah, for instance, that that would be one. Although tough to live in a desert, the sun provides an abundance of vitamin D. 
Yep, maybe too much. Which gives you healthy bones and teeth and healthy bodily functions, right, as long as you're not massively dehydrated. It also helps regulate mood and energy levels and can even help protect against certain types of cancer, which seems a bit bizarre to me, but apparently that's the case. So, you know when you get up... Because UV-like can cause cancer. <clears throat> yeah, but you know, you know when you get up and it's a sunny There's day... There's a pour under that door. Oh, my God, there <laughs> is a pour under the door. That's quite frightening, actually, and it's still there. It's like it's disembodied. Oh, it's gone. Oh, it's gone. Anyway, um, just to so clarify, one of the cats is sticking her paw underneath the door. Certainly is. So when you when it's a sunny day, it makes you feel better, doesn't it? It gives you a, a normal s- sense of well-being, and it and it, everybody seems to be cheery and happy around you. So obviously that's going to make a difference if you're in a desert and it's really warm. Better air quality, the hot air, dry. Sorry, I'm going to start that yeah, again. if you could. A hot, dry air causes air particles to rise quickly and disperse, reducing the number of air pollutants that can stay in the air. It's all right. The cat is trying to get into the room, isn't it? Yeah. So, basically, the air is purer because of this sort of climate. There's low humidity. Sometimes l- the air is purer because of rain as well, though. It can be. That helps with pollution, doesn't it, Rain? It does help with pollution. It washes away some of it. Like the air pollution, it basically clings onto and it brings it down to the earth. Clears up the air. Clears up the air, but brings does, it down does to does pollute earth. the ground, yeah. but it clears the air. Um, low humidity. A low humidity environment makes it difficult for bacteria and other pathogens to survive, reducing the risk of infection. Also difficult for allergens like pollen and mould spores to spread in the air. So... My hay fever would be all right. Um, and well, yeah, if you there's, know, there's not much life around, then there's um, it, it makes it difficult for them to actually survive. So, if there's no plants to produce pollen either, that's very true as well. That, that would be a big bonus, wouldn't it? Lower blood pressure, less humidity means it's easier to breathe, decreasing stress levels, which would decrease blood pressure. Also, more sunshine, showing a better mood. So like I said, all these things means your blood pressure will come lower as well and become your be all round healthier person. So deserts are usually quite nice, really. So and <laughs> desert, <Thank you. laughs> yeah, and and desserts are usually quite nice they as are well. Usually and, quite nice. and and as a treat, that gives you a, a sense of well being as well. So that's weird, isn't it? Um, why not to live in a desert? Oh, look, here we go. Because I was thinking, all these positives, but there must be reasons as to why people don't live in them already. It's too hot. Oh, yeah. Not always. Sometimes they're too cold. Sunburn. Yep. Uh, walking in sand and sand dunes is really hard. Yep. Yep. There's not enough water. Yep. And sometimes sand can get in your sandwich as well. It can. Scorpions. Scorpions, yep. Yep. How about snakes? Uh, most animals are out to kill you. Um nearly all of them, and Tuscan Raiders and Jawas. Yep. So, um, <laughs> you Don't know... Don't know why, but that took me longer to, <laughs> to register that. So, really, there is a lot there that you think, well... There yeah, could also not. be a tortoise wandering through the desert with a person from the cartel's head on its shell. Is this from something? And then it explodes. That's dangerous as well. Where Where's that from? Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, okay. Uh, bad things about desserts, they're usually filled with sugar and can be the cause of ongoing health problems, if not monitored, like diabetes and that, things like that. I'll be honest, I think the benefits far outweigh the, the cons with the... Um, Do you? With desserts. Oh, with desserts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but with deserts, maybe not. So, it, you know, you hear... Well, you need a mix, don't you? In in the earth, in the earth, on the earth. On the earth. For, for, for stuff. For stuff. Like you, d- you don't want... All everywhere to be lush and green. You want a bit of. We're not. We're not in Star Wars where you get an entire planet based on an entire biome or ecosystem. Yeah, but imagine if it ever the Earth was like Tatooine. Oh, cool, wouldn't it? Be really cool. No, nope. would we have speeders? Maybe. Well, then I'm in. Um, we talked about. I just mentioned Might scorpions. Have, is it Banthra? Like. Banfra, yeah, that you yeah. can get Banfa, it is, that you Banfra. get on top of and, and ride around. 
the wildlife. So if you're a nomad, like we talked about herds of things that they do, but as a wildlife there, you've got camels. Uh, they're designed to be able to walk on sand. I don't think designed is the right word. Is it? Well, well it depends not. if you're religious or not. No, right. So they're able to walk on sand because they're... They're adapted to. Yeah. They've got eyelashes that protect their eyes. And um, also make them look good. And a hump or humps that store water. Yep. They come in two types. Uh, dromedary, one lump. One lump? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Bactrian. Bactrian? Two lumps. Is uh, it B-A-C-K? No, it's B-A-C-T-R-I-A. C-H. I thought Sorry. it was Bactrian, but it's it's Bactrian, according to my Have you typing. misspelled it? Maybe. But I've misspelled it twice. There's How do you f- like... I, I prefer two, two lumps of sugar in my tea. Yeah. There's third kind called a wild bacterium animal, but that has definitely had... Camel. Camel. What did I say? Animal. Animal. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a third type called a wild bacterium camel. Um, but that definitely has the ump, so don't approach it. <coughs> <laughs> but I think it's really good that whoever designed camels designed them so that you knew which ones were which. So if you turn the D, it, so a dromedary is one hump, so that's a D turned on its side, and a, a bactrian or bacterian yeah. one is a B. I'm so. going to go out on a, a whim here and say that it's not necessarily about the design but more about what we decided to call them oh that's true isn't it because yep. we could have just t- turned it the other way around and it wouldn't have worked would it no <laughs> right there's there's death stalker scorpions uh, they hide in the dunes and attack passers by by dragging them back to their lair and devouring them right so question about this one yep one is it fictional no, Death Stalker okay. scorpions okay. exist. Drag them back to their lair. Well, I don't Are you know. About the small creatures. Well, they're they're scorpions. They're not like Ray Harryhausen scorpions. They're they're normal scorpions. So they're not going to drag a human back to their lair. Well, I don't know if there was enough of them. I mean, how many scorpions would it take to drag you back to their lair? Depends on the. Scorpion. I don't know that they've got a lair, by the way. Why did you put that in the notes then? Because I couldn't find. A great deal of information out about so Deathstalker Scorpion. Well, what, that's what anybody does. <laughs> so you couldn't find information, so you made it up. No, I didn't make it up. How much of this is made up? No. Are there even 23 deserts? There is. Are you going to have to list them all again for me? <laughs> I will. No, what I'm saying is, um, in my opinion, Deathstalker Scorpion. <laughs> this comes up in a quiz at Hide some in point. the dunes and attack cars. You can't just make up facts. I'm not making it up. I'm, I'm piecing together the information I had. So you've got a Deathstalker Scorpion. I know that scorpions sting things, right? You find them in the dunes. Um, they do attack people. Not sure about meeting them and dragging <laughs> them away. drag them back to the land devouring them. Yeah, all right. Okay. All right, let's skip that then. Right, the other. When was the last time you went to a beef eater? A beef eater? Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know when I've been to a beef eater or not because I. <laughs> no, well, you know what I mean? Because you go, go to somewhere. Night snacks. <laughs> you go. No, it's not that I'm unaware. I'm somewhere eating. It's that. Um, is this anything to do? <laughs> no, because the thing is, I could go to somewhere and and. And normally when you're there, you say, oh, right, actually, this is a carvery. Is it a Toby carvery? Yes, it's a Toby carvery. Or you go to something and there's a salad bar and you go, oh, is this a harvester? Go, oh, it's a harvester. So a beef eater, I could have been in a beef eater, but not necessarily known it's a beef eater. Last time I went to a beef eater, I was on my own in Suffolk, but um, I want to go to one again. Great. Anyway, I've got one more animal here that I researched, and that's the sidewinder snake. Uh, it gets its name by the way it moves over the loose sand. Does it go sideways? Yep, which forms a letter J. So basically, it kind of lifts itself up, but then the rest of its body undulates across the sand. Because the sand's always moving, it gives this, it propels it further and further. Um, they can grow up to 16 foot long, right, and come in a 
variety of colours. Right, okay, so which one of these are not correct? <laughs> I added those two bits on at the, the end. Just bit. to make it, because you didn't look as impressed as I was hoping you to. Have you seen them on wildlife programs? I programs? don't want to. Oh, sorry, sorry, no, and I really didn't mean that. But they are quite incredible how they move. They move completely differently from other... Well, not completely differently from other snakes. How do snakes move? They... They, they have lots of tiny little legs? Kind of. Because they like have... a millipede? No. That, so so they move by sort of undulation. They move yep. by by their muscles yep. rip, rippling. But they oh, they normally move in one direction. Yep. Or like forwards. Zane, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but they normally f- move forwards. Yep. On the whole, if you see a snake, if you see a snake, I've lost the ability <laughs> to sneeze and snake. If if you see a snake, it's either going away from you or coming towards <laughs> you, right? But it's going in the right. It's going in one direction. These, they what still. What happens go, if it needs to go left or right? Well, they go left or right, but then they they then they're facing that way, right? These. So I won't be able to see the snake though. At that they point. kind of face that way, but they go sideways. That's why they're called. Uh, Sidewind the snake. But okay, so they they move. But yes. how are they moving? <laughs> You've just said they go one direction. No, they don't. They but so how do snakes move in general? Uh, forward and backward. <laughs> but this one, <laughs> this one moves left to right. No, it does. It goes so <laughs> mainly left. It's not what I'm asking, is it? It goes mainly left, but left or right, because it goes sidewards. Sometimes it's mainly left. Mainly left, because I'd imagine all the dunes go down, and if it it goes right, it's going up here, isn't it? But if if it turns? Oh, if it's facing the other way, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, it's really remarkable. You want to see it. I know you don't want to, but it, it does look impressive. I think its head faces the way it's going, but the rest of its body is side on. Which is very unusual for but a snake. That, okay, so if a head's facing forwards, yep. does that mean that it's actually going forwards? Mm. What determines our direction? I would say... How much of my body needs to be facing a certain direction if the majority, be facing that direction? Say, if the percentage-wise, if the majority of your body is moving in one direction, irrespective of where your head is, that's the direction you're going in. So... That snake, right, I'm trying to imagine it. So that snake is facing... So it's facing north, right? That faces north. 90% of its body is facing north, right? 10% of it is facing west, right? And it's moving west. So it's going sideways. So its head is facing it's, west. Its head's facing west, but all of its body is facing north. But you said it's in a J shape. Yeah. So strictly speaking, the J means it's in a curl. So not all of it's going to be facing north, is it? Anyway, it's a sidewinder <laughs> snake and it goes sideways, right? Left. Just normally left. left. Yeah, normally left. Okay. So I'm hopefully. Oh, is that the end of your animals? That is. I already, already did three. <laughs> <laughs> Four if you carry. No, five if you think there's three different, different camels. camels, camels yeah. yeah. Did I just call them else? I don't know. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> right, so we've been talking about deserts. Yeah. Which we've determined is a really exciting subject. It to is talk an about. exciting subject. I don't think I've done it justice, to be honest with you. And I have tried, but it's. Um, I if still you just don't take... think you understood my snake question. Uh, no, we might have to come back to that on the snakes episode. But if. I think if you take one thing away from today... So, I've just got one quick point about the snakes. Right. If a snake is moving a particular direction... How much of it? If it's moving <laughs> a particular direction and it's moving along a... Yeah, is it a snake on a plane? Oh, if it's... It, we act Like when I walked on along a train, inside of a train, and it's going in a certain direction... And then I'm suddenly finding it really difficult to walk. You're walking on the plane. So if you're walking on a plane, are you actually going at the speed that the plane's going at? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, 
Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think it'd be a really good opportunity to listen to some, to some desert-themed music. <clears throat> oh, well, we're skipping that now, what you've just yep. asked me. All I've right. decided that's the end of that. Right, well, I've written a song for this week, and it's uh, about a person who got a little bit confused about a desert holiday. Mm-hmm. So basically, they thought they were going on a holiday to uh, sample desserts, oh. but instead, they made a mistake and ended up on a desert holiday. Is that because you misunderstood what this podcast is about? Uh, slightly. And it's called, if you want to know, My Knickerbocker Story. Oh, say now that's a very clever name. Yeah. But I think I should clarify to people outside the UK... There is a dessert called a Knickerbocker Glory. Is that not a dessert that everybody has? I don't think it's global. I think it's a very British thing. Do you get it in uh, Beef Eater? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Might have to look I don't up. actually know, actually, because I think I'm thinking of Nobbly Bobblies. <laughs> Nobbly Bobblies. No, Nobbly Bobblies are uh, unique to um, Britain. Europe. Europe. <laughs> <laughs> deserts. Uh, yeah, yeah. Surely you should be able to find all desserts in a desert. Uh, you can get drinks. I know that. What kind of drinks? Oasis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, should we play the song? Yeah. There's sand and then there's more sand. For as far as the eye can see All alone in this desolate land No camels, no food or the shade of a palm tree It's been a day or maybe more Since I came away on this trip I didn't know when I walked out my door That I wouldn't have water, not even a little bit To my Knickerbocker story How I wish I knew how to spell Should be halfway through a horn of plenty Now I find myself trapped in this sandy hell There's no one else within my sight Better notify my next of kin I'm dreaming of a chocolate crepe Cheesecake and some custard I cannot take another step It's more than I can muster song well, let's go and play a game yes we can play a game if you like yeah um it's a normal sort of 
uh, format here. Um, you're going to learn even more about uh, deserts now because I've got a quiz. A quiz? A quiz. No way. No way. We have 10 questions, uh, the last of which I wrote today. Um, ah. It's a multiple uh, what's name quiz? Choice. <laughs> yes, a multiple choice. That's the word yes. I was looking for. Yes. So, shall we uh, play the sting? You want to play the sting? Yeah, let's play the sting. I'll play the sting. I'm hot and I don't know where this is, but I'm thirsty for a quiz. What a lovely sting. Did you enjoy that sting? Yeah, it's a lovely sting. That's what so I said. are you thirsty for a quiz? Um, I'm hungry. You're hungry. Okay, Very let's hungry get through right this now. so we can go and have some dinner then. Okay, ready? Question one. What do the words Gobi and Sahara mean in their local dialect? Does does it mean hot? I'm aiming for 100% with this one, by the way. Does it Don't mean... normally. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to aim for two out of ten. Okay. Uh, yeah, bow low. Yeah. Um, so what do the Gobi and Sahara so mean, the mean same in their thing. local dialect? Yes, it does. So is it A, hot, B, barren, or C, desert? A barren. Unfortunately, that's incorrect. It's, it's desert. A desert. So basically, we're referring to them as uh, desert, desert, <laughs> which makes no sense whatsoever. I would like to go with sea uh, desert, please. Okay. Question two. The Nabib Desert is located on the southwest coast of Africa. don't know if you knew that. What does the name Nabib mean? Does it mean A, vast place? Does it mean B, sandy area? Or is it C, danger? <laughs> A, vast place. That is correct. Well done. <clears throat> One you. out of two. I'm an expert on Nabib. 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 Is, yeah, you didn't even get that right. No, that's Question three. The term Kalahari is derived from the southern African language of Tswana. Tswana. <laughs> yeah. What does this term Roughly translate to yeah. in English. I'm waiting for the joke. What? Kalahari, right? Yep. Is it A, the great first? Is it B, the sandy crack? <laughs> <laughs> or is it C, the dune graveyard? So the term Kalahari is derived from the South southern African language of Tuswana. What was the first one? What does this term roughly translate to in English? Is it the Great First, the Sandy Crack, or the June Graveyard? Uh, C, the June Graveyard. You should have gone with your first instinct then. It's A, the Great First. I honestly thought you were going to make some kind of joke about um, calamari there. Oh, could have done, couldn't I? Yeah. Oh. Mr. Trick there. Question four. There is a tribe in the Kalahari Desert that communicate with each other in an unusual way. But what do they do? Do they A? <laughs> <laughs> I see where this is going now. <clears throat> do they A, hum? <laughs> do they B, click? Or do they C, use flip books? <laughs> oh, so missed, do they A, hum? You missed the joke hum. again. No, I, I, I didn't want to be based. So do they A, hum at each other? Do they B, click at each other? Or do they C, use flip books? Click. They do use clicks. Question five. The elf owl. It's a nocturnal bird of prey that frequents the deserts of Mexico and the United States. But what is its main source of food? Does it eat A, mainly tacos? <laughs> does it eat B, mainly goats? Or does it eat C, mainly insects? S the elf owl. C, a B, mainly goats. What? It's only tiny, it's insects. Yeah, but I thought <laughs> the interesting thing might have been the fact that it eats big things. Nope. <laughs> 
<laughs> just like a lot of other birds. Then. Yeah, like uh, most birds. Uh, but uh, anyway, question it's, it's six. It's not really interesting, is it? <laughs> there are many tribes of nomads who live in the desert. Which of these is not a Bedouin tribe? Is it A, the Banu Yam? Is it B, the Tutti Fruities? <laughs> wow. <laughs> or is it C, the Dawasa? Is not. Which one is not oh. a real Bedouin <laughs> tribe? Okay, good, because I was looking for the one that is. Uh, I'm going to go for the Tutti Fruities then. Yes, correct. Well done. Question seven. How much of the Earth's land is... Question seven. Question seven. How much of the Earth's How land much of the area, Earth's land area is, covered, is in covered in desert? desert. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is it A, 50... Yeah, hang on, sorry. Is the question desert or desert? Desert. Okay. Is it A, 50%? Is it B, all of it? Or is it C, 33%? How much of the Earth's land area is covered in desert? 50%, all of it, or 33%? Depends, Aid. Depends where the desert starts and finishes. We, have, we haven't properly defined des- desert as we I am going to need an answer, though. Um, is it 50%, all of it, or 33%? Roughly 50%. It's, it is roughly 50%. Because it's thirty three percent of the Earth's <laughs> land area. So if you round that, <clears throat> which of these? Oh, sorry. Question eight. Which we're going to get through this. I know you're hungry. We're going to be going to get through this. Question eight. Which of these is not a real desert dwelling animal? Right. So is it a a screaming hairy armadillo? Is it b a hairy scorpion? Or is it c a hairy gold ant? So which of those a hairy gold ant what's is that? not a real desert dwelling animal? What's a hairy a ha- gold ant. What's a hairy gold ant? An ant that's golden hairy. Oh. What's a screaming hairy armadillo? An armadillo that's hairy and screams a lot, I imagine. And what's a scorpion a, what's is a hairy, a hairy scor- scorpion. scorpion. So which of them is not a real animal? A hairy scorpion. Nope. Hairy gold ant. You can get a hairy scorpion and you get a screaming hairy armadillo. I don't know if the screaming hairy armadillo screams, but that's what it's called. So there's no such thing as a hairy, hairy gold ant. ant? No. No, there isn't. Why do you, what makes you think of that? What do you mean what it makes you think? What makes you think of a hairy and gold ant? I don't know. I just thought of something that wasn't an actual animal. But you didn't even just straight up say hairy ant. You went hairy gold ant. Yeah, I know. Why the gold? I don't know. Just to make it more interesting. Oh, fair enough. Uh, penultimate question. That's question nine. Question nine. What is a tarantula hawk? Is it A, a bird? Is it B, a wasp? Or is it C, a spider? A bird? It's a wasp. Oh. Yeah. It's a good question, that, wasn't it? Yeah, I was quite pleased question. with that one. Yeah. And your final question. Is it a wasp that eats tarantulas? Don't know, actually. No, I think it looks a bit like a tarantula. Oh. But it's a wasp. (laughs) Question 10. In a recent poll, what was the number one desert... No, sorry. Question 10. In a recent poll, what was the number one dessert for Brits? (laughs) Was it A, apple crumble, B, bread and butter pudding, or C, camber sands? What's Camber Sands? It's a holiday place down in... Uh, oh, you're saying Butlins. that's a, a desert? Yeah. <laughs> they filmed... Uh, uh, Dune? No. Dune? Oh. Dune. <laughs> <laughs> no, they filmed um, Carry On, Follow That Camel at Camber Sands. Oh. So in a recent poll, what was the number one dessert for Brits? A, apple crumble, B, bread and butter pudding, or C, Camber Sands? People love bread and butter pudding. Um, but I'm going to go for my favourite out of those, which is apple crumble. And you're right to do so. That is correct. And that is the end of my little desert quiz. Did you enjoy it? Didn't look like it. <laughs> In fact, did you enjoy any of this 
episode. It's been no, an interesting really. one. No, it isn't. Well, when you say interesting, do you mean uh, the definition of interesting being really boring and you weren't really... Uh, when I mean interesting, I mean um, didn't follow n- usual patterns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Though. That's a good thing. I think we... Um, I think we decided to do this podcast. Yep. On one singular joke. Well, look, these are deserts. <laughs> yeah. Right. But it makes me think I'm looking forward now to doing the next one, which is the Tundra one in a few weeks' time or a number of weeks' time. Yeah. It's just interesting because we've said uh, dessert. Deserts. <laughs> oh, God. We've said to do deserts as the first one. And we realised partway through this podcast that it's defined as a desolate pa- place, which makes it quite difficult to talk about. Yeah, yeah. It Not does, a lot happens, yeah. really, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Okay, well, I mean, I do believe that's it for today. Yeah. Yeah, we've got um, no messages, but if you don't, someone does want to send a message, they can do so. And I'd like to apologise for what happened last week when I said this. I'm going to say it carefully. Oh, yeah, because you said a swear, didn't you, last week? Not, No, I didn't, didn't mean to. But it sounded like I might have, but I didn't. Yeah. Um, Go to fatherandsundays.com and then go to the contact us page. Yeah. Or email us at contact us at fatherandsundays.com. Yeah, well done. Uh, can also leave messages on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Fred's X. Um, like, follow, share those. All the podcasts available online though on our website as well. Uh, coming up. Coming up next. Coming up next week. So we spoke about Tundra. That's not for a number of weeks yet. No. I think that's something like... A number. Not to disappoint you, it's not next week's one. I don't think, um, I think it's next month, I think it's the month after. It may well be, because we've got a few planned, but next week's one is what, Connor? We are talking about... Well, can I... Let's go with next episode. Oh, right, sorry, next <laughs> Just episode. Just in case something terribly yeah, goes wrong. Yeah, because we keep having these mishaps. Yeah, go on. Um, is Walt Disney... All about Walt Disney. The man... The Walt myth. Disney. Oh, the legend. Right. You're going to continue with that. Yeah, so I'm just going to go with that. Um, yes, that's coming up. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. Yep, should be good. Already done some work. <laughs> yep, I was. I'm going to read his whole biography. Are you in a week? Nope. I've written a song already. It's really and long, that biography. It is, so I don't yeah. know how you're going to do I've that. I've not started it either. Oh dear, oh dear, this is going to be great. So look forward to that next yeah. week. Okay. Be interesting. Might have just make up facts like you did earlier. Well, I only made up half of them. I think that's allowed. <laughs> that's, that's the problem, making up that's, half That's Wikipedia, isn't it? Surely. Yeah, that's true, actually. Okay, Stay then. For that. Now I've slammed them. It's a goodbye from me. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.